welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 4, Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Samuel. And Samuel was heartbreaking. And tried to tear the entire thing down because they are not there. They want to be proved right for living. So Samuel, the people told Samuel, give us a king because you and your you we, we like you. So Samuel said, anybody who is for Christ who loves Jesus said, Samuel, when they were eating fish, proper fish, fresh fish, not the one frozen one, fresh fish. They just caught. Jesus said, bring some. He has made fire himself. Fire lighted by Jesus himself. And put fish on it. Can you imagine? And this is not pre-resurrection. It's post-resurrection. When he could vanish and show up. Just show up somewhere. And he himself, John chapter 21, he himself has gathered fire and said, bring some of the fish. Put it on. And they were eating. And I interrupted Peter. Peter, do you love me more than this? Peter said, yes, you know. I love you. He said, feed my sheep. What's the sheep of God? The church. If you love Jesus, your focus, you protect the church and build the church. That is the classic sign of pure love for God. You must have Christ to be able to build the church. So that tells you there are people who believe they have Christ, but they don't because of their attitude towards the church. I'm teaching some just basic but deep stuff. That people who have pseudo spirituality, they assume spirituality. They create what spirituality means and they operate in it in their convenience. And they pat themselves on the back that you are very, very spiritual. Peter, do you love me more than these things? Yes, you know I do. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me more than this? Yes, you know I do. Feed my lamb. Peter, do you know? Do you love me more than this? Tend to my three times. Now Peter was even offended. Can you imagine? After resurrection, he was offended. She, he, the same person who denied Jesus. Now he's offended again. But he was offended that Jesus asked this three times, and any time he said yes, I do, he points him to the church, to his sheep, to his lamb. If you love. There's no clearer evidence of love for God outside of service in church or serving the church. And when people say, as for me, I just, I'm part of the body of Christ everywhere. It's a phony way of just trying to be dodgy back to my matter, the church. They left the church. They said, no, we want you, but as for you, you are fine. You are a good man. They rejected Samuel and his children. And then they said, as for Samuel, you are too old. By your children, they don't like God. They like girls. And they said to him, behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. When you read, you go and check, you see the things the sons were doing. Some of them, after church, then they will stay at the entrance. And then they look for the very sophisticated girls. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they're bad boys, though. They're bad boys, and then they will take them not too far. The church vestry. Uh, the guys were bad. So the people were tired. They said, 
as for you, he said, as for you, you are too old. But, and, uh, but the thing displeased Samuel. And uh, displeased Samuel. And when they said, give us a king to judge us, and Samuel prayed unto God. God said, don't worry, Samuel. Verse 7. And the Lord said to Samuel, hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me. Oh, that I should not reign over them. Ah, that in itself is very interesting. They said, it's not you. The guys are bad. They had a case. They are, it, they're right. But God said, don't be hurt, pastor. It's me they have rejected. Give them. See, there's what we call the perfect will of God and the permissive will of God. Eventually, God said, give them what they want. They want a king. Give it. Give, give it. Uh, God has actually planned to have a king for them. But their, their demands were premature. Their demands, their demands were premature. So they, they wanted a king now so they could be like the other nations. Be careful what is motivating you to want to get married. Want to buy a house because others have bought a house. So now there are some things that can be positive encouragement. But there are things that also can just comparison. But anyway, they said, give us a king. So he wasn't God's choice, but God said, let me give you a king. And they, he wasn't God's perfect will, but it was God's, he was God's permissive will. When you look at the verse 22, and the Lord said to Samuel, hearken, that's listen unto their voice and make them a king. And Samuel said to the men of Israel, go ye every man unto his city. God said, I should give you the king. Because you asked for it. And now, when they got the king, the story we read, or the news we heard, the Philistines guarded themselves to come and fight. Bible says that all the men of Israel went and hid themselves in caves. When they saw the garrison of the Philistines, when they looked across and they saw the number of people who have guarded, and uh, when the men of Israel saw that they were in danger, for the people were in distress, then the people hid in caves, in thickets, and rocks, in holes, and in pits. Can you imagine? <laughs> they were hiding because the matter was a problem. And Saul had to do something, he was the leader, and the pressure was coming on him. So he had to offer, because the prophet told him to go and wait for, prophet Samuel told him, wait for me, seven days I'll come. At Gilga. But he waited. The pressure, he waited. Prophet, come and let's do something. Come, Pastor, this lockdown has lasted too long. We better move in now. You know, there's a way people can bully you and intimidate you with their so-called spiritualities. I'm not downplaying spiritual activities. But sometimes, when they always cut in, when they finish, the way they can lie, it's, it confuses you. But you can't be so much on fire and so much hateful. When we begin to pray, you are the first to scream and jump and, and, and land on the floor, flat. Ah, I love you, Lord! I love you, Lord! I love you, Lord! When we finish, you are con- you are. You are in contention with every departmental leader. So what, what is the meaning of your cry? Someone, someone was worried. And God said, don't worry. It's not you, Diabdi. It's me. Give it to them. 
And so when the people were coming to fight, they were so much afraid. He was waiting for someone seven days. Someone said seven days, within seven days. No, when you are expecting a letter, seven working days or something. Within seven. And the seventh day, someone didn't come. So what did he do? Look at the verse 12. So Saul said, uh, oh, well, no, go back to where you came from. Uh, what verse was that? The previous, okay. Then waited seven days, according to someone did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. He didn't want his dynasty to scatter. Instead of building God's kingdom, he was building his kingdom. When you build God's kingdom, you stick to the rules of engagement. When it's your kingdom, sometimes you flout the rules of engagement to make sure what is convenient for you goes. Verse 9. So Saul said, bring a burnt offering and peace offering here to me. And he offered burnt offering. That was his role. That wasn't what he was supposed to do. That wasn't what he was supposed to do. God rejected Cain's sacrifice, even though it was a sacrifice. Paul told them Philippians chapter 4, verse 18, that your giving is an acceptable sacrifice to God. That means some sacrifices are not acceptable, even though you offered the sacrifices. So, so long as we are concerned, you have offered. But so long as God is concerned, this is rejected. Listen, there is a certain grace that God brings when you do it, you play the game according to the rules or when you, the rules of engagement. When you stick to the rules of engagement, it might look like it's not working. Someone has delayed in coming. Seven days, he hasn't showed up. Hey, stick to the rules of engagement. Stick to the rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. Now, let's finish this on this. So, Saul went and said, Bent offered, bent offering. So when Samuel came, he said, what is this that you have done? Oh. Let's go to the text. Verse 11. So Samuel, Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, because I saw the people were scattered from me. Ah, so it's about you. And that thou cometh not within the days appointed. Okay, so now the people were scattered, I haven't come. And Three problems. The Philistines gathered themselves together in Mishpah. So these conditions were so difficult. I had to break the lockdown. Now it says that, therefore, said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplications unto the Lord. Now he makes it spiritual. I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to do what is right. Don't tell me anything. You see, when you claim to be a genuine Christian and no one is discipling you, no one can tell you, sit down, get up, don't do this, do that. You are not being discipled. Most people claim they have pastors, but they are not being pastored. They will not allow themselves to be pastored. So he says that the people were going, so I just, I just had to be spiritual. He says, I forced myself, therefore, and offered, you forced yourself? And someone said unto Saul, thou hast done foolishly. You've, you've damaged more than you could anticipate. You thought it's just sacrifice. You have done foolishly. You have destroyed so much without realizing what you have done. You've gone too far. You think it was just reasonable, it's rational, because obviously, but someone said no. You've gone, you've gone below the belt. Thou has not kept the rules of engagement, which you know. Now, now this is the point I want to make. Everybody, 
you know what God will be telling you personally. Stop trying to judge your, yourself with what others are doing because you are doing better than them. But what has God told you? What are your genuine convictions? Before you explain your reasons, check your genuine convictions. Because the day you were sick and dying and you were running out of breath, you said, God, I will do it. I will do it. And God spared you. This year, swift obedience will bail you out. Not even prayer. Swift obedience. Swift obedience. Swift obedience. I came with a prophetic word. The rules of engagement. The rules of engagement. The rules of engagement. Don't do it like others. Do it knowing what God has told you. You know in your heart. This is what I like about God. God is so personal. Anytime God drops a word to you, you know it. You know it that God has spoken to you. Pastor can say things and be teaching, but you just know that this is just, I have to be honest with myself. This is something that is so deep-seated in my conviction. This is God. This is God. And sometimes everybody might be doing something else, but you have to be true to your conviction. Now, I'm not talking about whims, whims, your personal whims and caprices. Where you feel your feelings are now leading you. But it's not authenticated. What's the difference? When it is genuinely of God, it doesn't even flouter, undermine God's way of doing things. It doesn't even undermine your flow with others in the church. It doesn't undermine koinonia. That attitude that undermines koinonia or undermines order of oppression, smooth oppression, it can be God. Unless, of course, that operation is fraught with sin. But if it's not, there's no sin. And the normal Christian relationships are being destroyed by your so-called obedience to God. That's, that's the, probably that's not obedience. Because it must be validated by others who are also spiritual. Others who are also spiritual who can tell you, no, 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 this is not right. This is not right. But if you are the only right person... It says the prophecy of old is not for any private interpretation. Yeah, Second Peter chapter one verse twenty-one. It's not for private interpretation. You have privatized everything. Everything is just between me and God. It's between me and God. Between me and God. Between me and God. Between me and God. Between me. What I don't understand is people who even we oversee your born again, and we are teaching you the things of what. Now you know more than us. We can't, we, can't, we can't point you in any direction because you have your own convictions that the way God speaks to you. And they have a way of appearing very formidable spiritually. God, God, I'm very honest. And if you try, they'll break down and cry. But you can tell the fundamental norms of basic Christianity are being flouted. Fundamental norms of basic Christianity are being flouted. It cannot be of God. But what I'm talking about is rules of engagement. Some of us, it will cost you your pride. Rules of engagement. Yeah. Don't sign out and have problem with the leader. And say they don't understand me. Who should understand you? You see, you are, you, he said, you are, he said, you have done foolishly. That's what they said. You have done foolishly. I think I should be taking a picture. <laughs> you have done, it's in your Bible. The prophet who appointed him, ordained him. 
said, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord, your God, which he commanded you, not the people. You know it. For now the Lord will have, the Lord would have established your kingdom forever. My delayer was meant to establish you. It was a little test. One day test. You failed. Only one day your kingdom would have been established. Look at the, the next day. Very scary. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for him. Ah! God has chosen you another person to marry him. Yeah. Yeah. Just another person to anoint for lifting in the church. There are people God can lift from nowhere to surprise you. There are people to who have big, very, very big potentials. We all knew this is the one. What happened? God has taken the kingdom from you. That's one thing I pray. People look at Karis, they say, wow. Karis is amazing. It's amazing. I always pray, God, help me. I handled this position with trepidation and with fear because my humanity can make me fall into this category. And because of that, I'm alert. Even even if it hurts, I'll do it. He has taken the kingdom from you and given it to a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept the rules of engagement. Just that. You see, he thought it was something simple. God was going to establish his kingdom forever. The Philistines didn't have what it would take to overtake him. But he was afraid of the Philistines. Rules of engagement. Uh, They've gone to tell pastor something. That's why he's talking like that. Yeah. (laughs) Fasting for you. There are times I fast and I feel like, God, this work is hard though. (laughs) So it gives me the boldness to pastor you like with a genuine heart. There are some things only your mother can say, right? What I can say, go and wash, go and wash. And shave quickly. Oh, mothers. Mothers can say things, especially to their daughters. Yeah. <laughs> and the same way a pastor should be able to say, with love and with respect. Stop hijacking the pastor's message and thinking somebody is going to tell him something. So he's trying to tell me something. Obviously, you, I'm trying, I, yes, I, yes. Yes. I am, no, I'm not trying. I am actually telling you something. I, I am actually telling you something. No wonder you can't clap. No wonder you can't clap. <laughs> Hallelujah! How are you? How are you? As you are saying, this is well with me. Remember the rules of engagement. Remember the rules of engagement. So you don't vandalize and brutalize every glorious thing God is trying to do for you. Based on your emotions, based on your personal hymns, personal preferences. As for me, as for me, as for me, you. There's everything Saul. He said, I was afraid the people were scattering from me, not God, me. But they are not your people. Me, me. So I had to do something. Oh, really? Okay. You will see if you will live to lead them. Instead, it has been taken from you. God has sought somebody already. Can you, within just few hours, God has already sought somebody. Hey. No, 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 no. It's not like the way down there, they are saying, okay, you have to resign. Say, I won't resign. You have to resign. Oh, no, God doesn't do it. God, he has sought somebody, and then you're on your way out. Whether you resign or not, you're on your way out. 
Because you didn't apply. He appointed you. But I pray that God will help us all to stick to the rules of engagement. The rules of engagement. The rules of engagement. May we receive grace to stick to the rules of engagement. Because everybody, if you're a Christian, you one way or the other know something that God is expecting of you. And I stand up, a third party doesn't have to come and encourage you. You know, you know. And sometimes in the place of prayer, when your heart is tender towards God, it becomes more real. But when your heart becomes hardened, I was I found out in my Bible, God, Bible, God said, I raised Pharaoh. Hey! Ah, so Pharaoh was engineered by God. Yeah. He said, I raised Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Romans chapter 9. I raised Pharaoh. God raised him. God. So Pharaoh was not an accident. And God hardened his heart. The first, when you read the text very carefully, not in, in Exodus, the first hardening of heart was him. The subsequent ones were God. He hardened his heart first, so God said, okay, since you have it, I hardened your heart. Yeah. Romans said God hardened his heart. Yeah. Exodus said, oh yeah, but the Lord hardened, yeah, you see, God. The first one, he hardened his heart. Then subsequent ones, several ones, God hardened his heart because he will not listen. I pray God will give us all grace. Amen. Because the truth is we are all in need. And we are all endangered species. In the economy and lifting program of God. Nobody has a permanent seat. Nobody. We have to stick to the rules. The rules of engagement. For grace. Don't be quick to say God I will do. Just for grace to do and to stick to the rules of engagement. Some of us, it is about our service. Some of us, it is about relationships. Some of us, it is about our giving. Some of us, it is about our humility. Some of us, it's different things. Lift up your right hand and talk to God. You know what he has spoken to you. The commandment God gave you, you. No, he gave us. He gave you. Sometimes you say it to all of us, but you hear it differently. He has said something to you. Which, it, it, which will determine how high he can lift you when it's obeyed. I pray, Lord, help us. Help us to stick to the rules of engagement, to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone who believes, shout amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show, and the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.